Bitcoin. It's going up forever. You're against Bitcoin. You're against freedom. Yo, welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. We're number number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, manic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. Speaking of the separation of money and state, interesting news coming out of Europe. Kind of not as bad as the proposed bill by Elizabeth Warren that we covered on uh, one of Simply Bitcoin's Simply Bitcoin Live's episode this week. But it, it's something very similar, right? This idea that every single transaction needs to be KYC'd, right? And then I think that will inevitably lead to the any ho- unhosted wallet needs to be KYC'd, all right? Uh, the, the wording specifically in the Elizabeth Warren bill included uh, any miner, any validator, any software wallet. Uh, so, you know, it's just, of course, the powers of be governments that benefit tremendously from having a monopoly on the creation of money having controls on money of course to benefit themselves of course they're they're not going to be okay with this and, and this was the theory uh, that was originally you know put out uh, back in the 90s in the book the sovereign individual I'm going to read you guys a passage from that book because I think it correctly predicted exactly the reactions from governments. Uh, I don't think governments have been able to, uh, they're not used to this environment where they have competition. And most importantly, not only do they have competition, but they can't shut down the competition, right? Because remember, we saw Facebook try to launch their own, you know, digital currency, and they got shut down real quick. The thing with Bitcoin, right, and Bitcoin only, Right, because Ethereum is inherently centralized, meaning it will inevitably be co-opted. So they have no choice but to ally with the state in order to survive. But with Bitcoin, it can't be stopped. And because it can't be stopped, it creates a forcing function in the long term as more and more individuals choose to opt out of inflationary money into deflationary money. Um, so, yes, of course, times are changing, but it's not only on the money front, right? We're not only living through the disintermediation of money, but we're also living through the disintermediation of information. And yesterday was a historic day. I've never seen this in my life. The UK parliament sent Russell Brand, an extremely popular independent content creator, a letter to Rumble. We love Rumble, by the way. We're on there. Subscribe to us on there. And shout out to our Rumble audience as well. It's been growing by the day, so we appreciate you all. They sent a letter to Rumble asking Rumble to demonetize Russell Brand like YouTube did. So we have governments that are directly asking platforms to demonetize content creators of which they they don't agree with. That is absolutely absurd. And these are the same governments that want you to trust them with central bank digital currencies. If they had central bank digital currencies in place, they wouldn't even have to ask the platforms. They could just flick the switch themselves. So when we say Bitcoin or slavery or how Beautyon said it, and I'm starting to lean this way too, Bitcoin or death, we are not exaggerating. And you have to choose. What world do you want to live in in the future? And most importantly, what world do you want the future generations, your children, your children's children to live in? 
So it's going to be a great episode. I'm really looking forward to it. You have to stay on top of what's going on. Anyways, uh, we also have a, we also have a very special treat for you guys. We have the head of customer experience from Foundation Devices, the maker of the Passport hardware wallet, and he's going to do a live demo for us during the culture segment. So I'm really, really pumped about that. Let me bring up, let me bring him up on stage. Bitcoin Q and A. You're quite well known on Bitcoin Twitter as well. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, doing very well. Thank you uh, very much for having me. I'm uh, psyched to, to to shoot the shit with you guys uh, this evening. Well, evening my time, but uh, yeah, certainly some interesting goings on, especially around the Russell Brand thing. So uh, I'm sure we'll uh, be able to uh, share some uh, insights on that one. But um, not a good look. Yeah, I completely agree, man. It's it's some some interesting times we are living through. People, some people call it the fourth turning. I don't know, man, but the 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 the, the phrase that sticks with me the most is weak men create hard times, hard times create strong men, strong strong men create good times. We're definitely going through this era. And then I think it was actually Vladimir Lenin that said the very, very famous quote, right? Where there are decades that nothing happened and then there are weeks that decades happen. I think we're definitely living through this moment of time. Anyways, no more delay. Let's bring up my legendary co-host, not optimistic today, no smile. Oh, there's the smile. <laughs> Sorry, I was caught reading the chat. Fields, optimistic fields. How you doing, bro? Well, I am doing wonderful, and I'm actually really excited for this culture segment today, guys. I I, I got a sneak peek of the demo that we're going to see, and I, I think this is going to be awesome. This might be a simply Bitcoin first for the live show, but to the news stories and stuff, it really just goes to show that if you speak the truth, you are the enemy of the state. And I think more and more and more people are waking up to this because they either continue to deplatform you from your banks or deplatform you from social media for saying what they don't want to be said, you know, for saying the quiet part out loud. And, you know, this is why we do our show in a very particular way so that we can survive on YouTube. But, man, it really just goes to show that the powers that be are, are completely terrified of people talking about the truth, hence why you guys need to talk about it more and continue to spread that signal but it just goes to show that this, this is the the last i don't know the last gasp of uh the great leviathan the, you know the, what's the saying like darker before the dawn like this is their last grasping at straws to control the truth and and i i mean i've been saying for a while i think the monopoly on truth is slowly dwindling and they're going to try to make examples of this. So, you know, just be prepared. We, we know what's coming. So protect yourselves, protect your family, and continue to spread the Bitcoin truth, the Bitcoin signal. Actually, just truth with a capital T, I suppose. Anyways, Nico, let's, let's get into this one. Let's get into this one. Let's get into the show, man. I'm really, really excited. All right, guys, let's get to the numbers. We have a lot to talk about today, and I'm super excited for today's show. The Bitcoin Numbers is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure? Stampseed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. 
papers prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamped seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive, and time proof. All things that paper is not, allowing you to hodl your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. All right, guys, I literally made it super easy for you guys. You can scan the QR code on your screen. It will take you directly to the Stamp Seed website. You can get you could store your generational wealth on titanium so you don't have to explain to your children why you lost your Bitcoin because you stored it on paper. You can use promo code simply get 15 percent off anything on the Stamp Seed website at the time of recording. The Bitcoin price is twenty six thousand five hundred and seventy sats per dollar. 3,764, block height, 808,729, blocks to having, 31,271, having estimate, April 21st, 2024, total lightning network capacity, 4,855 Bitcoin, capacity value, 129 million US dollars, realized monetary inflation, 1.75%. The market capitalization of Bitcoin currently sitting at $517 billion. Bitcoin versus gold market cap, 4.01%. In the grand scheme of things, Bitcoin is still a baby. If Bitcoin reaches, not if, when Bitcoin reaches the gold market cap, that is $500,000 per coin. And I think that's just getting started. Anyways, we played you guys a video yesterday of a member of the United Nations talking about how we are in an information war. We played you guys the video um, and she and was basically recommending that uh, that uh, that they no longer have people to call on on Twitter to censor information. She was also saying how there's an army of people that are propagating United Nations approved information. Well, you know, she's she's talking about as if the information that's coming out of the United Nations is a matter of fact, right? She's talking about the problem of disinformation. Uh, 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 disinformation. Well, my question to you guys is who gets to decide what is disinformation and what is information, right? What we advocate for on Simply Bitcoin is individuals, not central planners, not governments using their own critical thinking abilities, right, to dictate, okay, this is a good idea, this is a bad idea, right? This is how the American, uh, this is how the American Constitution, it's literally written like that, that there's a reason that the First Amendment is the way it is, right? The government or Congress should make no law, um, you know, uh, basically censoring or uh, stopping the freedom of the speech of people, right? And they made it that way for a reason, because if there is a central authority, if there is a government that gets to dictate what information is true, what information is not true, history has shown that they'll use that power to protect their own political moat. Right. So thank God for the Internet. Thank God for technologies like Bitcoin. Thank God for technologies like Noster, for example. They can't do this anymore. And because they're not able to do that, they're freaking out, number one. And number two, um, 
And, and number two, it becomes a forcing function over a long period of time. But that doesn't stop them from trying. Here is the uh, former New Zealand prime minister at the United Nations saying that uh, that words are weapons of war, right? Weapons of war. If So if you say something against the government, that all of a sudden becomes a weapon of war. And again, this has escalated. It has escalated to the point where the UK parliament has asked Rumble to demonetize Russell Brand, who's a very popular content creator who goes against the legacy corporate media's narratives, right? And it kind of embarrasses them. So what are they doing? They're attacking his money. They're saying, Rumble, okay, they can't, they, they, they've tried to deplatform people before. They've gotten a lot of pushback. So what they do instead is that they attack his pocketbook. Obviously, YouTube complied. They demonetized Russell Brand's content. But Rumble said, no, we're not doing that. So love that of Rumble. We're on Rumble. We support Rumble. That's awesome. Um, but another thing that I want to say is that the allegations against Rubble, Russell Brand are just that. They are allegations. They have not been proven. So something that has not been proven is a justification to shut off someone's living. That is insane. Anyways, let's check out this letter. Um, and this is a letter by part by the UK Parliament, the specifically the Cultural Culture, Media, and Sport Committee, to the CEO of Rumble, Chris uh, Palavosky. It says, "Dear Chris, I'm writing concerning the serious allegations regarding Russell Brand in the context of of his being a content provider on Rumble for more than 1.4 million followers." The cultural, the culture, media, and sports committee is raising questions with the broadcasters and production companies who previously employed Mr. Brand to examine both the culture of the industry in the past and whether that culture still prevails today. However, we are also looking at his use of social media, including on Rumble, where he issued his preemptive response to the accusations made against him by the Sunday Times and Channel 4's dispatches. While we recognize that Rumble is not the creator of the content published published by Mr. Brand, we are concerned that he may be able to profit from his content on the platform. Did you hear what they said? The government is concerned that Russell Brand might be able to profit from his content because there was some allegations made against him. Conveniently, a lot of Russell Brand's content is criticisms of the government. So, I mean, eh, <laughs> a big coincidence, I guess you would you could say. We would be grateful if you could confirm whether Mr. Brand is able to monetize his content, including his videos relating to the serious accusations against him. If so, we would like to know whether Rumble intends to join YouTube in suspending Mr. Brand's ability to earn money on the platform. We would also like to know what Rumble is doing to ensure that creators are not able to use the platform to, to undermine the welfare of victims of inappropriate and potential potentially illegal behavior. So they asked Rumble to demonetize a content creator, an independent content creator. That's the key word. When we had uh, Parker Lewis on the show and, and I was talking about the legacy corporate media, he didn't say, no, Nico, it's not the legacy corporate media. It's the legacy government media. So anyways, why is this happening? I think Jeff Booth said this perfectly. We read this to you guys the other day. And this all boils down to the money. This is why we say as Bitcoiners, fix the money, fix the world. Here's Jeff Booth. He says, because broken money 
Elon Musk said, how did most of the legacy media go from superheroes of free speech to supervillains of speech suppression? And Jeff Booth says, because broken money ensures the centralization of power by stealing the productivity through inflation that should flow to society in the form of lower prices, then those enriched by that theft and subsequent power must control the messaging to keep it. But it, it wasn't only Jeff Booth that said this. Here's an article from our friends over at Bitcoin Magazine of Naim Bukele, the president of the country shining on the hill, the savior, El Salvador, the first country that made Bitcoin legal tender, the beachhead for the Bitcoin movement around the world. He goes on to say, the most vocal detractors, the ones who are afraid and pressuring us to reverse our decision are the world's most powerful elites and the people who work or benefit from them. They used to own everything, and in a way they still do. The media, the banks, the NGOs, the international organizations, and almost all the governments and corporations in the world. And with that, of course, they own the armies, the loans, the money supply, the credit ratings, the narrative, the propaganda, the factories, the food supply. They control international trade and international law. But their most powerful weapon is their control of the truth. And they're willing to fight, lie, smear, destroy, confiscate, print, and do whatever it takes to maintain and increase their control over the truth and everything and everyone. That didn't come from Nico or simply Bitcoin. That came from the president of El Salvador, Naim Bukele. So what is happening here? Two things are happening here. Thing number one, the internet has empowered individuals. And those individuals can now use the internet to... Uh, to grow these massive platforms themselves. And because they're individuals, they're a lot harder to co-opt. And at the same time, we are witnessing the disintermediation of money. The internet has allowed Bitcoin and Bitcoin has empowered individuals to choose their own money too. So governments, states, NGOs, international institutions, right, that have had this privilege of having not only having the monopoly and the control over money, but also the monopoly and the control over information, it's quickly diminishing in front of their eyes. And of course, that system is fighting back. They can't take that. They, they've been used to operating in a system where they've been able to control the narrative. They've been able to control the truth. And that is slipping through their fingers and they don't know what to do. And that's why they're short circuiting the way they are. That's why we've gotten to a point where the UK parliament is literally asking a platform to demonetize an independent content creator. Not to mention all the stuff that was revealed during the Twitter files, where it was exposed that the US government even though that is ex explicitly against the U.S. Constitution, the government should not be censoring speech, was asking Twitter to de-platform, de-boost, and censor certain speech. And these are the same governments that also want you to trust them with central bank digital currencies, and they expect you to believe that they're not going to use central bank digital currencies as a weapon, as a forcing function in order to control your actions as a individual. And this was all predicted, I might add, in the book, The Sovereign Individual, which we'll get to during the news segment, but this is some crazy times. Now, what can you do to protect yourself in this particular situation? Do your own research, 
pick what information sources you choose you, you you want to choose. I love Twitter because it's like a news aggregator and the the news that you know pops up pops up. Noster's a great platform, Rumble's a great platform, YouTube is is good too. Do your own research. Don't rely on a single information source and then most importantly, the most empowering thing you could do is to opt out of state money. Opt into Bitcoin. I think that's the most powerful thing you could do. Look, the most important the most important vote you can make is not voting for a Democrat or a Republican. It's not to say that it's not important to vote, but the most powerful vote that you can do that will actually change things is voting with your wallet. Opt out. And the way that you do that is you buy Bitcoin, earn Bitcoin, mine Bitcoin, and take that said Bitcoin into self-custody. The moment you do that, you're part of the peaceful Bitcoin revolution, whether you are aware of it or not. And that is how we win. If enough people take self-custody, we win, and there's nothing they could do about it. Speaking of self-custody, we have the head of customer experience with us today, Bitcoin Q&A, and you guys make it super fucking easy to take self-custody with the hardware wallet that you guys make, and not to mention the awesome application that you guys make. So, Bitcoin Q&A, what's your take on this whole Russell Brand stuff? I, I can't believe we've reached this point. If, if I would have been told this five, five, six years ago, I would have said that's impossible. There's no way. That's that. That's ridiculous. So what's your take on all this? Yeah, before I enter you, I've just got to say that was one hell of a fucking monologue. I take my hat off to you. That was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, kudos. Um, yeah, the whole Russell Brand thing, man, just completely shocking. Um, another example yet another example of government overreach. Uh, Russell Brand's been a thorn in the side of the UK government. Um, if you can't tell by the accent, by the way, to anybody who's listening that I'm from the UK, um, he's been a thorn in their side for years. Um, he's a very well-educated man. He's very well-spoken, and he has drawn a lot of following by speaking out against money printing, against government policy. Uh, he was rabid about the whole COVID thing, pharmaceuticals getting rich because of, you know, yeah. You know all of the the corruption that went on over those those couple of years, um, and I see this uh, recent letter as their them seeing the, the opportunity as they're in to try and you know get one back on him. Um, you, you touched on earlier that the fact that all of these are just allegations at the moment, and the fact that they're going around trying to take money off him from you know he's not been convicted of anything at all. Um, that's not to say he won't be. Um, but right now they're just allegations and they're trying to take his money off him. It's just completely shocking. And they're just trying to lash out because he's been a pain in their ass royally for years. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're just they're just overreaching and leveraging their powers wherever they can just to, to kind of uh, deplatform him and hurt his wallet as well, unfortunately. Yeah, 100%. Uh, it, 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 they, they attack his money. They attack. And again, like they attack his money and they're also like, hey, guys, these CBDCs, like, we'll respect your privacy. You could trust us. What are you talking about? Anyways, Opti, what's your take? Well, I actually, I kind of want to ask Q&A a question because there is some talk about this in, in the chat. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on Russell Brand being, like, uh, controlled demolition Q&A? Ooh. Uh, how do you mean? In, in what context? Like, uh, basically that this is like an orchestrated attack. Uh, you know, once everyone's talking about this, maybe Russell Brand isn't necessarily as much of a truth uh, speaker as people are are making him out to be. Like, does he actually believe what he's saying? Or is this just kind of one of those things where 
you know, you create a figure and then you kind of tear them down to discredit the whole movement in general, the whole truth movement. Yeah, possibly. I, I think I think most of what he says is genuine. Um, he before he started doing all of the YouTube stuff, like he was a, he was a you know some form of a celebrity. He had a big following and could have monetized himself as a product in many many other ways by coming out and being as outspoken as he has against the the, the prickly topics of like money printing and you know COVID etc. He must have known, you know, he's smart enough to know that that would have been incredibly divisive to people that followed him. So I lean towards the fact that he's genuine. Um, and the fact that they're probably going to try and use him as a scapegoat to to warn ward off other people that kind of speak out against any government policy, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. I mean, like, especially considering what his status was, uh, it, it's hard to follow the incentives and be like, yeah, he's got a lot to gain from this. When in reality, he's on the verge of losing everything. So I'd agree with you. And then uh, just kind of going back to the beginning of this rant and, and people are saying epic daily Nico Jones rant today. So good job, Nico. I like when Nico gets, gets uh, animated. Uh, remember growing up guys, uh, when I grew up, I had a saying and I'm sure your mother told it to you as well. And we all probably said it in kindergarten, you know, sticks and stones make break kindergarten. my bones. Kindergarten. But, yeah. In kindergarten. Exactly. Sticks Woo! and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. And now we grow up in a world where words are violence. Like what is going on guys? And uh, that's a convenient, it's a convenient way. I know, of I know Nico, I was getting there. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm asking rhetorical questions on the show now okay I'm, I'm i'm learning some nico jones tactics but as we know guys <laughs> as we know guys you know if you can stop words from being said then you can stop thought and if you can stop thought then you can ultimately stop behavior and this is where they're going they they want to ensure that you guys self-censor so that you guys don't lose everything and this is where we are guys they are absolutely afraid of people speaking the truth they're absolutely afraid of the average person waking up and exposing all of their lies because that's all they have. They have lies and favors and they have the monopoly on truth, as we always say from uh, the Bukele article. So I think now is more important than ever to speak your minds, to make sure you're having these conversations to, as the saying goes, you know, speak truth to power and all that good stuff, because there's been a constant theme throughout 2023 or actually rather since 2020, basically, is that if your voice is too big and you talk against the establishment, then the powers that be will do anything they can to put you back in line and whether that means you know breaking your reputation taking all your money dragging you through the the court of public opinion we know what their tactics are and if you're following along closely then you know what the playbook is and it's almost like they're doing the same thing over and over and over again but i think the silver lining of this is that it seems like their playbook isn't working as well as it used to which in some sense should be absolutely terrifying because then they're going to go to even more extremes and you know i'm not going to say what everyone's thinking but it's going to get crazy guys and so i think it's just becoming very very clear that as an individual just even a normal person that doesn't have a platform like you want to do whatever you can in your power to protect yourself and hence why we always say that it always boils down to the money guys so protect your money protect your livelihood by taking your bitcoin into self custody by saving in bitcoin uh, because remember, guys, this is always about theft. They want to take your wealth and put you back in your place and then distribute it and make everyone feel good. And we're seeing this happen in real time. And and it, it isn't lost on me that 
this is done via a letter. You know, it's just like, hey, how nefarious could a letter be? But if you're reading in between the lines, then you know how nefarious this letter actually is and that this is a coordinated attack on someone that's talking against the establishment. And if people like Russell Brand, you know, say what you want about him. But if people like him can't speak about the truth and they also get run through the grinder, like imagine what would happen to an average individual. Like there's no hope for us if people of that stature can't talk about what's actually going on in the world. And hence why it's so important to continue to double down on independent content creation, spreading the truth, talking about all this stuff, because this is all we have. We have the truth on our side. And as the saying goes, you know, the truth will set us free. So just just don't be afraid, you know, be brave, but also be smart out there. And uh, the best thing you can do is just protect yourself and protect your money, protect your family. And I think as more people do this, then the world will slowly but surely start to fix itself. Anyways, you know, amen. Hey, we'll see amen. what happens. Amen. Preach, brother. All right, everybody, let's get to the news. We got a lot to talk about today. Let's check it out. No, 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 no. Before we do that. <laughs> Before we do that, I have to give a shout out to our awesome sponsor, Bitcoin 2024. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference on planet Earth. It's going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. It's not going to be in Miami this year, July 25th through the 27th, 2024. You definitely want to get your tickets quickly before the prices go up. For a GA, it's $349. For an industry pass, it's $849. For a whale pass, it's $4,749. Opti and I are going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Check out Bitcoin 2024 in Nashville, Tennessee, the year of the having. Opti and I are going to be there. Some other Simply Bitcoin members are going to be there. It's going to be awesome. Use promo code SIMPLY to get a 10% discount on the already discounted tickets to Bitcoin 2024. All right, now let's hit the news. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. And I made it super easy for you guys. Scan the QR code on your screen right now where you can get yourself a passport hardware wallet. All right, everybody, let's get to the news. We covered this, but I think it's really useful to connect the dots, right? So we covered Elizabeth Warren's proposed Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act. Right now, it's not going to pass, but it is gaining steam. She got nine new senators to sponsor the bill. And this bill would include, like we said the other day, focusing on so so-called unhosted wallets, right? Two components to that. Unhosted, that makes it seem rhetoric, Wording is very powerful. 
unhosted. That makes it seem like hosted is the norm and unhosted is not normal, right? So it, that wording is very, 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 and it's purposeful. And it's, and again, they, they do it in a way so that if you're uninformed, if you're part of the general public, you're like, oh, it's an unhosted wallet. That must be bad, right? Um, it basically means, look, if you take self-custody, you have an unhosted wallet. That's what that means, right? Anyways, so this document would essentially, there, or this, this, uh, this bill, if passed, it would force KYC and anti-money laundering requirements to digital asset wallet providers, miners, and validators. Pierre Richard said that this would kill the Bitcoin mining industry in the US, and that is on purpose. It goes on to say the document aims to take action against non-custodial or unhosted crypto wallets, which are described as software or hardware that facilitates the storage of public and private keys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Writing down 12 words and storing it on a hardware wallet is dangerous. That's what they're trying to tell you. But you have to zoom out. Why are they saying it's dangerous? Well, we'll get to it. The book, The Sovereign Individual, has an amazing passage, and they describe exactly why governments and nation states believe it's dangerous. Anyways, here is the United Nations, sorry, not the United Nations, the European Union, um, and it looks like they're heading kind of in the same direction. Um, it's not as bad as the proposed uh, bill by Elizabeth Warren. However, um, it did pass. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about the EU Parliament passed DAC8. Crypto service providers will have to report all transaction information on EU clients. The DAC8 law, designed to amend the EU Directive on Administrative Cooperation, mandates crypto asset service providers to report transactions involving EU clients to the bloc's tax authorities. 535 members voted in favor of the bill, with only 57 votes against it and 60 absentees. EU member states now have until December 31st, 2025 to implement the rules, which are set to officially take effect on January 1st, 2026. Quote, the proposed directive identifies two types of entities that would be obliged to report information to the local authorities. Crypto asset providers, any legal person or undertaking whose professional activity is the, the provision of one or more crypto asset services to third parties, the definition as used in DAC8 is the same as that of Mika. Remember, the Mika laws was the laws that Christine Lagarde, Opti's ex-girlfriend, the head of the European Central Bank, mentioned by name that she was excited, she was very excited that it would pass. And of course, the European Central Bank is also pushing hard, you know what? Central bank digital currencies. It goes on to say, crypto asset operators, a provider of crypto asset services other than a crypto asset service provider, these operators do not fall within the scope of Mika. These entities, categories as reported crypto asset service providers must comply with DAC's reporting requirements if they have users within the EU, regardless of their size or location. And here are the requirements, name, address, TIN, identification number, and global legal entity Name, address, TIN, member state of residence, date uh, date and place of birth, uh, reportable crypto assets, full names of the crypto assets and their type, amounts paid or received from exchange crypto assets for fiat currencies, number of such transactions, value of crypto assets, transfers to, here it is again, unhosted distributed ledger addresses. It is not a coincidence that in Europe and the United States, in, in terms of bill wording, 
the wording is exactly the same. That is not a coincidence. Anyways, reported retail payment transactions. So, I mean, goes on to say, the new surveillance law does not seem to affect self-custody solutions, their users, and developers. An amendment is proposed to Article 16 to clarify that the information exchange under DAC can be used for purposes other than tax, including any measures covered under Article 215, which deals with the imposition of economic sanctions by the EU on third parties, right? So basically, look, if you live in a country that the European Union has economic sanctions against. I guess what they're saying is that you can't send Bitcoin to a person in that country, even though that person might have nothing to do with the government, right? So while all of this is happening, in the background is the push for central bank digital currencies and also the push for IDs worldwide. So here's an article by Zero Hedge, or I think originally it came out on the Epoch Times, and it says G20 announces plan to impose digital currencies and IDs worldwide. The group of 20 leaders have agreed to plan to eventually impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective population. Despite fears that the government will use them to monitor their people's spending and crush and crush dissent, connect it with the Russell brand thing. Connect it with the Russell brand thing. They're already doing that. And you want, and people, and they want you to trust them with CBDCs. And again, coincidentally, in the in the European Union, they're passing, you know, what I would say, anti-Bitcoin regulation. And in the U.S., the anti-Bitcoin senator, Elizabeth Warren, is gathering support to pass more anti-Bitcoin regulation. Now, why is this happening? Sometimes you got to zoom out when in doubt. And I think this passage from the sovereign individual hits the nail on the head. It says new technologies will allow the holders of wealth to bypass the national monopolies that have issued and regulated money in the modern period. The impo their importance for controlling the world's wealth will be transcended by mathematical algorithms that have no physical existence. In the new millennium, cyber money controlled by private markets will supersede fiat money issued by governments. Lacking their accustomed scope to tax and inflate, governments even in traditionally civil countries will turn nasty. Does this passage by the UK may start to make a lot more sense? Does this wording by Elizabeth Warren in this bill start to make more sense? Does this bill that was passed in Europe start to make more sense? It goes on to say, businesses that offer services that facilitate the realization of autonomy by individuals will be subject to infiltration, sabotage, and disruption. Arbitrary, for, arbitrary forfeiture of property, already commonplace in the United States, where it occurs 5,000 times a week, will become even more pervasive. Governments will violate human rights, censor the free flow of information, sabotage useful technologies, and worse. Not only did the book The Sovereign Individual say this, but also Naim Bukele's article in Bitcoin Magazine. I'm going to read you guys the passage again. They're willing to fight, lie, smear, destroy, co censor, confiscate, print, and do whatever it takes to maintain and increase their control over the truth and everything and everyone. So pretty crazy stuff. Lots of things at stake. But I'm happy because we have Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the solution to this. Bitcoin is your, your way to opt out of this madness. So once again, when we say Bitcoin or slavery or how Beautyon put it, Bitcoin or death. 
We are not exaggerating. It really, really is that serious. Anyways, Bitcoin Q&A. You are part of a Bitcoin company that is facilitating uh, by creating hardware and also a software wallet as well, which I'm a big fan of, that allows people to take self-custody of your Bitcoin. Does it concern you at all uh, when you hear the wording coming out of the European Union, the wording coming out of the proposed bill by Elizabeth Warren? Uh, does that worry you, man? Because clearly this is, you know, the uh, the powers of be are going to want to maintain that privilege of being able to create money for free that everyone else has to work for. And to use Christine Lagarde's own words, if there's an escape valve, people are going to use it. So what's your take on this, man? What are you thinking? Yeah, I think this is blatantly obvious that stuff like this was going to happen to anybody that's been in the space for, you know, any, any period of time almost. Like this this is, everybody always talks about the then they fight us stage. And, and I think that we're starting to get to that now. You know, the whole purpose of Bitcoin is to, is to root around these horrible individuals. And eventually these types of individuals are going to try to use their powers to push back. And lo and behold, here they are. That's exactly what they're doing. So um, absolutely not a shock. Does it worry me? I mean, yeah, it's going to absolutely hinder um, adoption of Bitcoin. Um, and, you know, it may turn some people off from Bitcoin. But ultimately, the whole network has been constructed in such a way that, you know, if you boil it right down, these things don't really matter. As long as you use Bitcoin in the way that most of us on this podcast, on this, um, on the stream, you know, should, would advise people to use that and that's to, to practice self-custody to be as private as you can. Like these types of regulations are, are almost becoming consequential as long as you use Bitcoin in, in a true peer-to-peer -peer fashion. Now, that can be quite difficult for some people, um, you know, and that's why we do what we do at Foundation to try and lower that barrier to entry to make things a little bit less scary so that people that are, that are entering the space don't get um, as overwhelmed by, you know, a, a super complex application or hardware wallet or piece of hardware, whatever it is, you know. Um, so, yeah, don't get me wrong. This was always going to happen, um, but ultimately Bitcoin will continue on. Absolutely. Uh, Opti, what's your take? Yeah, I definitely agree with Q&A. And I've said it a lot of times on the show that this is their roundabout ways to fight Bitcoin because direct attacks are way too obvious. So here we are. And until we get the direct attacks, uh, most people will probably get gaslit into believing that, you know, what we're doing here is nefarious. Remember what they call us all the time, you know, what they call us illiterate, they call us uh, financial terrorists and all the different bad words that they can come up to basically paint us in bad light because we are just wanting to save in something that they can't rob from us. And as Q&A was saying, you know, you, you can't stop math. So if you use the freedom tools correctly, like this stuff is irrelevant. But in the meantime, like it, it will be a little painful. And personally, this just goes to show like how illiterate or, you know, computer illiterate the bureaucrats really are. But, you know, again, they're going to try to protect you, citizen. I say it all the time, like boomers writing things down on paper and expect us to follow the rules like they, they're they're preying on your good nature. They're preying on the idea that you want to help your fellow man, that you are willing to sacrifice and, and continue to just like bite the bullet. But uh, and and this is them trying to strangle the on and off ramp. So, again, as Q&A was saying, this is the importance of peer to peer Bitcoin transactions. This isn't the importance of you guys opting out of this madness because the parasites are mad because they can't siphon your wealth from you. Like, it's really this simple. And of course, it, it's for your benefit, citizen. Like, this is for the public good, citizen. Like, sacrifice your liberties for the greater good. Like, what kind of evil person are you? And it's all a crock of shit. So. 
as much as they try to angle this as, you know, I'm here to protect you. As a Bitcoiner, you know what they're really trying to do. And it's as uh, my boy Planet Earth was saying here in the chat, basically, it's so that they can siphon away your wealth. Like parasites are going to be parasitic by nature and unhosted wallets are just ways that they can't get your wealth. Mm -hmm. So continue. Spot on. Spot on. So you continue to take your money out of the system because they can't control it. And this is the the fundamental nature of what's going on right now. We all know here, as especially as Bitcoiners, but for the new people in the back, we all know that the fiat system is literally designed to steal your wealth. And now we have a way to protect ourselves from this. So, of course, the unproductive parasitic class is going to try to find ways and, and create legislation and, and create barriers for people to exit into a freedom money. We knew this was coming. We knew that this is part of the process. So again, this is the time to protect yourself. This is the time to, you know, get your transactions in order, get your cold storage in order, make sure that you are protected because there will be a time when the outright attacks on us are happening and we all will be dragged through the public opinion, the court of public opinion and and made to look bad. But in the meantime, we have an opportunity to stack Bitcoin. They can't stop this. They should have tried this 10 years ago. Mm. And this is just part of the process. So like, Bring it on. Take it if you can. Yeah, man, absolutely. All right, guys, before we go on to the culture segment, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Kaboom Rex. They are the most trusted place to buy, sell, and host Bitcoin mining equipment. If you haven't done so, check out their racks. They're awesome. Guys, you can get the latest mining equipment. You could sell the latest mining equipment. If you join their Telegram group, you'll find the best deals and the best miners in the industry. You definitely want to join it and also check out the Kaboom Racks firmware. So definitely check out Kaboom Racks. If you guys are interested in Bitcoin mining, they'll answer your question. They'll give you the best deals for the miners. You can scan the QR code on your screen right now. It'll take you directly to the Kaboom Racks Telegram group and you'll see there and hit up all any of the Kaboom Racks guys and they'll they'll answer any questions you might have and, and uh, they'll make it easy for you to buy a Bitcoin miner. So if you're trying to get into Bitcoin mining, Check out Kaboom Max. All right, everybody, let's get on to the culture. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, guys, we have a special treat for you guys today during the culture segment. We are going to do a... uh, We're going to do a live demo of the Foundation Devices Passport hardware wallet. And uh, we brought on Bitcoin Q&A on today to do just that. So Bitcoin Q&A, why don't you take it from here, my friend? Awesome, guys. Yeah, thank you very much for giving me the the opportunity to to show off uh, what I do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I'm very excited to be able to show you this just while I'm trying to zoom there we go, focus my camera in a little bit. So um, I want to give you, I know we're pretty tight on time, so I'm going to try and keep this as clear and concise as possible. But um, just want to tell you guys like uh, about what we do and why we're passionate about what we do at Foundation. So um, Passport is our completely open source uh, Bitcoin-only hardware wallet um, aimed at you know 
ultimately securing your Bitcoin in, a, in an offline manner. Passport by design is completely air-gapped. So that means that there's no, um, no wireless communications of any uh, sort within the device. So there's no Bluetooth, no Wi-Fi, no NFC, et cetera, et cetera. That all adds to the security um, of the device. So Passport has no ability to be able to be physically connected to any other device either. Um, the observant of you will notice that there is a USB-C port at the bottom of the device that is... Uh, power only. So you can actually look into the pins of the device and check that there's no data pins there. So if you, even if I was to plug this into my laptop, um, nothing's going to happen other than it getting some uh, power and you can recharge it. Uh, speaking about power, uh, those of you that are old enough to remember the old Nokia phones might be familiar with that type of battery. Uh, that is actually the same battery that used to be in the old types of Nokia mobile phones from back in the late 90s. Um, and that was you know, a conscious decision to make sure that you guys aren't kind of uh, reliant on us for replacement batteries if and when these things ever do go on long enough to fail. Um, so I've talked about Passport being completely air-gapped uh, and that it has no Bluetooth, et cetera. So how the hell does it communicate with wallet software? Um, so it does that via two, two main ways. Um, number one, and first and foremost, is via QR codes, which I'm going to demonstrate in a second. Or you can also communicate by passing files back and two from a micro SD card, which uh, pops into the top of the device there. Uh, we also have a large uh, color screen, which... Um, you may not believe me, but that's on the lowest brightness setting right now. If I crank it right up, my webcam just won't pick it up. It's just a white blob. So, uh, yeah, super bright, vivid screen. Uh, traditional T9-style keypad, uh, which makes entering seeds and passphrases uh, faster than anything else on the market. Um, and, yeah, we have a, a beautiful standard form factor that looks very similar to, to the old Nokia phones. We ship absolutely everything that you need uh, inside the box with Passport. So you don't need to go out and buy any extra batteries, power cables, all of that sort of rubbish. Um, so inside the box, you're going to get a power-only USB-C cable to charge the device, uh, an industrial-grade micro SD card, uh, and two of these little black adapters, uh, which are for the micro SD card so that you can perform firmware updates for the device um, with uh, with your phone, with Envoy, our mobile application. So you don't actually need to use a computer with this device at all if you don't want. Everything can be done straight from your mobile phone. Um, and of course, you know, the final thing we ship in the, in the box would be um, our C, uh, sheet, which is just a piece of paper to, uh, you know, temporarily write down your seed words. Obviously, for a longer term, you want to be stamping that into metal. Um, you know, after security, obviously we're a security focused company, but after that, we, we focus primarily on design and user experience. Uh, we're firm believers that users should not have to connect their hardware wallet to a power pack to turn it on or tether themselves to a wall. Uh, we, we do not want our customers struggling to navigate, you know, uh, rudimentary menu systems on tiny displays or to go through the pain of entering a 24 word seed phrase onto a device that has just two buttons. I don't know if anybody is listening to this has ever had to go through that, but it's not a nice experience. So um, we, we've literally designed Passport to fix all of these common problems to, to, you know, once again, as I said earlier, lower that barrier to entry to be able to make Bitcoin cold storage more, much more approachable um, and attainable by anybody. Uh, this device really does uh, feel familiar as soon as you get it in hand. Um, so I think what I want to do quickly is just show you how quick and easy it is to connect this uh, offline device to uh, Envoy, our mobile wallet. I will caveat that by saying that, you know, Envoy, our mobile app is absolutely not a prerequisite to use Passport. If you're a Sparrow Wallet fan or a BTC Pay Server fan or a Blue Wallet fan, Nunchuk, Bitcoin Keeper, you name it, anything that talks um, 
Bitcoin PSBT language, it will talk to Passport. Um, so, you know, it's not a prerequisite to use that, but obviously uh, we designed Envoy to be like the best kind of Passport experience. So um, very quickly, I hope my camera, there we go. So I've just got a blank state Envoy device here, uh, sorry, Envoy application. I'm going to show you how quickly it is to, uh, to pair up. So all I'm going to do is tap the plus. I'm going to choose connect an existing Passport because this one's already set up. Choose get started. And then it wants to scan a QR code and my phone camera is now open. Over on Passport, gonna head to Manage Account, choose Connect Wallet. There's all the list of wallets that I mentioned earlier that we're compatible with. As you can see, there's loads of them there. At the top of the list, we have Envoy. And then Passport is gonna show some animated QR codes, which is essentially the public account information that Envoy wants so that it can generate addresses. So we give that a super quick scan. There we go, connection successful. And a really cool feature that we have, you see the uh, the blue call to action at the bottom that says validate receive address. If I tap on that, I see the first um, address within the account that I've just paired. Um, and if I move forward quickly with Passport, you can see that it wants to scan that address to validate that it is actually an address that Passport controls. And there you go, you can see it's immediately recognized that the address is match and we've got a teal color check mark there. So the idea behind this is that if you were to somehow uh, download a malicious version of Envoy, you know, malicious version of Bitcoin wallets are fairly rife, unfortunately. Um, and one of those malicious wallets could be pre-populated with an attacker's address. If you were to take the steps that I just did with Passport and scan that address, obviously your Passport would know that it's not one of its own addresses and it would throw a big error message and you'd know, don't send any Bitcoin to that wallet because you're going to get rug pulled. So... Envoy asked, was it, uh, was it validated? Yes, it was. And there we go. The device is connected. Connection's complete. So what was that? 60 seconds with me doing some talking. If I head over to accounts, you can see that this is a testnet account that I've already used some sats in, and we're now immediately ready to receive. So super simple um, and, you know, the absolute optimum way to, to use Passport. Very quickly, some of the other uh, cool features that I'm very passionate about. Um, I'm big on using different accounts to segregate your different portions of Bitcoin. So they may be um, KYC versus no KYC, or it may be um, a savings account for your son or your daughter or both, uh, or even some inheritance. So what you can do super simply on Passport is head to the right, click on new account, give that account a name. So I'm just gonna put something in there. And boom, we've added a brand new account to the device, which is represented by a brand new account screen. And also I'd need to do then to pair that to Envoy, is just to go through the exact same QR code scan that you mentioned before, that I mentioned to you guys before. And then you'll have two account screens here, and then you can manage those independently without having anything else to back up. So both of those accounts will be backed up by the exact same 12 or 24 word seed. Um, so super, in, super cool way to be able to segregate your Bitcoin uh, without having to um, back up anything extra. So there's no multiple seed words, et cetera, et cetera. Of course you can do it that way, but um, nobody wants to have three, four, five, six, seven different seed words buried in their back garden. Uh, one final thing I want to showcase, because I know we're getting tight on time, guys, um, is our extensions menu. So our extensions menu is a way that we add additional functionalities uh, that may be useful to more advanced or intermediate users. So the three that we currently have is CASA. So if you're a CASA customer, if you enable that account, that CASA extension, you'll have a custom CASA account screen that looks like that so that you can do CASA specific stuff. So you can do health checks on your keys. You'll have a custom CASA connection flow. 
Um, and another one that I'm very, very passionate about, the final thing I'll touch on very quickly is our key manager. So those of you that are familiar with the term BIP85, uh, this is our implementation of that. So when you would set up this device, you will have, um, you'll go through the setup process of which you're guided uh, along with Envoy, if you choose to do it that way. Uh, you'll write down your 24 word seed. Um, you can create your optional encrypted backup, which is another cool feature that we offer, which I'd love to be able to talk about, but would urge you guys to check out. Uh, once you've done that, if you enable the key manager extension, uh, you can um, come into here and generate what we call child keys. So for you guys, I'm sure there's lots of Uncle Jims uh, in here that are um, that like to orange pill friends fa and family. Um, if anybody's ever done that, uh, I'm sure they would have experienced the fact that they've uh, helped somebody set up a wallet and then that person has not backed up their seed, may or may not have sent some sats into there and then they come back a year or two later and go, yeah, remember when you helped me set that Bitcoin wallet up? Yeah, I I've lost that seed and, and those sats are completely lost. If you were to do that, but instead of uh, allowing them to generate a new seed, you could come in here and generate a new key for them and, and help them set that wallet up that way. Uh, you can back that uh, seed up for them so that you know if they go and do that newbie thing and they don't back their shit up, then you can help them and save them in the future so that those couple of million sats that they populated that wallet with and then forgot about, you can help them redo that. Of course, this is a trusted relationship. You know, you're not going to do that for some rando on Twitter. Uh, you know, it's very much for friends and family. Um, but very quickly, I'll show you how quick, quick it is to do that. So you choose new key. You then get an option to do a 12, 24, or a NOSTA key. Yeah, you can generate NOSTA keys on Passport. You can give it a name. So again, we would normally advise that the purpose for this, so it might be uh, mom's Bitcoin seed, or it might be, you know, my blue wallet. I could use this for myself to populate a blue wallet seed give it a name, it immediately saves it to the device and then I can just go to export and there we go. I've got four different methods that I can export this. I can view the seed words just like that and then type them into the device that or application that I'm using or I can use the CQR format so that I can scan that into another passport or into a, a seed signer or a Blockstream Jade or Sparrow Wallet, anything that's compatible with that standard. Or finally, I can export them to the SD card once again, which goes into the top of the device. Um, and I can just pass that across to a computer or phone, and that will just contain the seed words, which I can copy and paste into whichever app that I want to use. So guys, I know that was very, very quick, and there's I could sit here for hours to talk to you guys about Passport, but uh, maybe I'll hand it over to you guys. Is there any questions or anything you want me to clarify before uh, before we wrap up? Because I know we're, we're kind of tight on time. So apologies that that was such a whirlwind tour. Yeah, so so uh, it was great, first of all. For, we got a couple questions in the chat. So uh, Neo101, he says he's sold. How much is a device? It's 199 US dollars with free shipping if you're in the US. Awesome, With a man. discount for Bitcoin, by the way, it's slightly cheaper if you're paying Sats. I love that. You guys, you could use the QR code on the. Uh, you could use the QR code I'm pulling up on the screen right now, or you could use the link down in the video description. I'll take you directly to the Foundation Devices website where you can get yourself a passport. Now, question, uh, question, which you address this, but just to be specific for anyone who's non-technical, this is compatible with uh, all Bitcoin wallets. So for example, the Sparrow, the Electrum wallet, the, you know, this wallet is compatible with them, correct? 
Yep, absolutely. So we we operate on the BIP39 standard, which is those 12 or 24 seed words that, that everybody here will be familiar with if they've ever set up a, a semi-decent Bitcoin wallet. Um, so you can take those seed words, um, you know, if you decide that you don't want to use Passport in the future or you want to or you lose your Passport and you want to recover elsewhere, any wallet that speaks the BIP39 language, uh, which is essentially all of the good ones that you've ever heard of, uh, you can pop those seed words in. You're not tied into anything that we do ever. Uh, that's by design. In terms of wallet connectivity, yeah, we speak to all of these that you can see on screen. Bitcoin Core, Bitcoin Keeper, Blue Wallet, BTC Pay, Casa, Electrum, Nunchuk, Simple Bitcoin Wallet, Sparrow, Spectre, Wasabi. Um, and obviously, we're we're actively working on, on more integrations as and when new wallets pop up, which uh, thankfully happens all the time. Awesome. And then another thing that I wanted to ask you about is how do people trust the wallet, right? So like, you know, how do people trust uh, the software that it's running? Could you talk a little bit about the open source nature of the Passport? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the short answer is that they don't need to trust it. Um, but yeah, let me pad that out a little bit. I mean, everything that we do at Foundation is, is open source. So the mobile application, open source. The software that runs on Passport, completely open source. You can go in, you can read every single line of that. You can even copy that and make a product and sell it if you want to, if you're technical enough to do that. Um, all of our software builds are fully reproducible, which is a fairly technical term, but it just means that um, it's easy to verify every single byte and reproduce the exact same firmware uh, byte for byte or software byte for byte uh, just by running a few simple commands. So that makes it easier to, to check that the firmware that's running on your device is the one that we actually published. Um, and the, the final um, thing worth mentioning is that when we uh, build these devices in a factory, we install some cryptographic secrets on there such that if anybody was to steal your device or even just get temporary access to it and try to, ins try to install some malicious uh, firmware onto the device, unless that firmware has been signed cryptographically by two of the four uh, private keys that, that our developer team own, uh, the device ain't going to do it. So we've got protections kind of all the way from start to finish. And even thereafter, once, you know, once you've got your device, you've set it up, um, it's, it's now impossible to, to get any malicious software onto this device. So we've kind of thought of everything, um, but tried to wrap it in a uh, completely open, a verifiable package that looks decent and is easy to use as well. Gotcha. And I want to be mindful of your time, but I have one more question. And I'm sure that a lot of people, you know, run into this, which is they are not technical. They have no experience, you know, backing up their Bitcoin. Uh, sorry, uh, taking self-custody of their Bitcoin. Uh, you guys offer a service, uh, an onboarding service. Could you talk a little bit about that and how people could uh, could 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 access that, how, how they could book a call potentially to take self-custody of your uh, of their Bitcoin? Because I know you guys offer that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's called our concierge service. So you can um, add that to your cart when you're purchasing passport or you can purchase uh, additional sessions whenever you like. Um, you know, even if you've had your passport for two years, just, just feel free to head to our web website and book in a session. Um, and the way that these sessions work essentially is you you get, you know, an hour. Sometimes it's more if we, if we need it um, to sit down with me. Um, and we literally go from turning your passport on for the very, very first time all the way through to connecting it to a wallet software of your choice. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be Envoy. Um, and then we can help you get your sats off the exchange, walk you through your first send transaction, 
literally anything that you're uncomfortable with, um, you know, the, these calls are perfect for that. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a full onboarding. That's generally how they work. But I've had people come over to me and, you know, want to learn how to set it up with Sparrow so that they can coin join directly to cold storage. Like it's not a, a predefined thing. It's like very much your time. So it's, if it's you want very- to sit down. It's so, very unique to the situation, right? To the to level of expertise of the client and, and all sure. that. Yeah. yeah, I always I always start those calls. The very first thing I do is say, right, okay, tell me a little bit about yourself. You know, roughly where are you at with your Bitcoin journey and what do you want to get out of this call? Like th- there's no rigid structure. It's just a, ca- a ca- case of what you need to get out of this call. Let, let's crack on and do it. Gotcha. That's awesome, man. Well, love, I love what you guys are doing. We're a big fan. We're a big supporter of the Passport by Foundation Devices. Guys, scan the QR code on your screen, take you directly to the website. You can get yourself a Passport. Opti and I, Opti and I have our pair. I actually have a story. I have the original Founders Edition of the first Passport that came out. Uh, I have known Zach for quite a while on his entrepreneur journey. So I'm a big, uh, very, really happy to uh, to partner with you guys. There it is. There it is. There yeah, it is. Gee, is that the copper? A, the a, copper background? She's, she's a bit thicker than the new one. <laughs> but yeah, the OG limited to a thousand units. So uh, yeah. might be a collector's item one day. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Well, a Bitcoin Q&A. Thank you so much for joining us today, man. We really, really appreciate your time and for you doing this awesome demo on Simply Bitcoin Live. I don't think we've ever done this before, Opti. I don't think so. Uh, but it looks like the audience is enjoying it, enjoying it. We have 50 live viewers on Rumble. So shout out to our Rumble. Keeps going up. It's awesome. It's like Bitcoin. So shout out to you guys watching on Rumble. Shout out to you guys watching on YouTube. Yeah, and before we, yeah, go, we go, before yeah. we get out of here, I, I just want to like acknowledge just how pretty these things are like i i know people are are in the chat trolling a little bit that they look like nokia's but i think it's such a great design decision to make it seem like something that people are used to so kudos to you guys it's it's absolutely gorgeous i i think these things are pretty and then shouts out to shishi because he's one of the biggest passport maxis in the world and he's one of our good friends so love that guy Keep doing your work. Yeah, no, thank you very much for having me, guys. It was, it was an absolute pleasure to get to talk even briefly about Passport. And um, thank you very much for for doing what you do and spreading the good word. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, Appreciate well, and, uh, Q&A, I know you have to go right now, but uh, maybe tell the people where they can find you on Twitter or what do you want to uh, have the people look at? Yeah, sure. Obviously, check out what we do, uh, foundationdevices.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BitcoinQ under dash A. Um, and I'm on Nostra. If you just search for q and I'm sure I'll probably come up there as well. Love it, bro. Awesome. Appreciate uh, it. Check out this comment from Conformitus. Passport is literally the best wall in the market. All the hardcore privacy guys use it now. And uh, we got a... Wow, he's not from, trolling. Conformus is not trolling. And also from Wayfinder. Great demo, guys. Thanks for the awesome show. Shout out Bitcoin QD. I know you're used to one-on-ones, maybe not a hundreds of people live demo, <laughs> but uh, we really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Cheers. All right, everybody. I hope I uh, hope that was valuable. I hope you guys learned something. Uh, this thing is awesome. Anyways, Opti, is it is it time for some memes, bro? I think it's time for some memes. All right, it's time for some memes. Let's do it. The Daily Meme Review. All right. <laughs> oh man, this was Darth going right that did this. Nah, this was likes. This was likes. Um, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. You already know the deal. This is the meme review. 
where you guys tag us in memes on Twitter at Simply Bitcoin TV or my personal account. I'm getting more of those at Optimus Fields or drop them in our Telegram group, t.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV. Like this one that we got today. As you guys know, tweets are the bullets, memes are the artillery. We are in an information war. And now they're even telling us overtly that we are in an information yes, war. straight up. Straight <laughs> up that, that is like literally, bro, we should clip that. We Remember, should literally like, clip that. Nico, I, I used to say that on here when I first started saying like, we're in information war. This is the importance of the memes. This is important to spreading the truth. Again, it's almost like the Bitcoin or slavery meme. It seemed hyperbolic. And now they're even saying it themselves, guys. Like Bitcoiners are just always ahead of the curve. Anyways, this first meme... Uh, it was a play on, I'm sure you guys saw Darth Coins meme yesterday about Nico G and Ollie G. Well, they doubled down on it yesterday. We covered the Robert Kiyosaki news. And so they put Nico, actually old Nico without the blue blockers on. And it goes, it's a picture of Nico with a, with one of the voice box things. And it goes, gold is a shit coin. And then they got Robert Kiyosaki. Did you try Herbalife? I'm guessing he was shilling Herbalife. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I can't keep up with all the internets. Okay. This next one is by our boy, World of Rusty. And he just goes, watching today's Simply Bitcoin episode was like, and they got Nico's face here painted with the brave heart blue on it. And it goes, Bitcoin. Wait. Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> I felt this one. I felt this one. I might have to rewatch uh, Braveheart again. Anyways, this next one was posted by Stacking News. You will never take my freedom. Yeah, this was posted by Stacking News, but apparently it's at Need Creations on Twitter. Shouts out to you. And it goes, it's a classic Simpson meme where the grandpa, Grandpa Simpson is sitting here talking to the kids. I forget what his name is. I forget. Anyways, it goes back in my day. The mempool cleared all the time. And actually, I saw a good quip on this one by uh, Stefan Laveria. And he's like, the mempool is full and people are worried about the security budget. Couldn't make this up, guys. Shit corners in disbelief. OK, this next one was posted by Cluckies on Twitter at Cluckies underscore. And I was tagged by Donovan. Shouts out to you for tagging me, Donovan. Um and, but I'm not sure. I, I feel like this is um, a Ding Dong 3001 meme, but we'll we'll give it to Cluckies. And he goes, print books, not money. Hashtag buy Bitcoin. And we got a picture here of Johan Gutenberg. And it goes, print books, not money. Buy Bitcoin. This is the way, guys. Spread the truth. Spread the signal. Create the content. Make sure the normies understand what's going on. Make sure they understand that it's all about the money. It's always been about the money. Now take your money back. Take your life back. Take your labor back. This is the way. Stop the parasites from siphoning away your wealth. Okay, this next one is by Big Sean Harrison. He just got uh, the meditating emoji here. And it's a classic play on the girlfriend yelling at her Chad boyfriend and the girl's crying. She goes, babe, please pay attention to me. And the Chad Bitcoin over here goes, there is Bitcoin to buy and a whole political cartel to dismantle. So no, I cannot give you attention. <laughs> okay. The next one is by at VTC underscore archive. And he says, I see hashtag Bitcoin everywhere. And I, I don't know how they're doing these, but I'm guessing it's like AI generated. But uh, we have a girl walking in what looks like Central Park, and she's a she's a fashionista with two bags. But if you read between the lines, she looks like the Bitcoin logo. Bitcoin is everywhere. Bitcoin is ubiquitous with the modern world, and people are waking up to it. And this last one, not necessarily a Bitcoin meme, but I don't know. I felt like this was a good 
good meme to come up here on the show with. And this is Live Free 1969. Don't really even know the account, but he goes, good morning. And your daily reminder to learn something every day and don't forget to lift heavy things. And we got a quote here from Marcus Aurelius. And he goes, the opinion of 10,000 men is of no value if none of them knows anything about the subject. <laughs> Dang, I felt that one. I think it, it's pretty fitting considering all the news coming out from all the bureaucracies. Anyways... Uh, you go, you, you go first, Nika. Oh wait, no, I did. I sorry. Go. What is this? What's your meme review? But yeah, we do feel like we are in an information war. We <laughs> said it first. <laughs> we said it first. <laughs> Yo, that's my score. What's your score? All right, my score was. I, I thought I didn't bring a score, but I did prepare. I got a Clementine right here. Delicious. Are they mandarins? Is this mandarin? I don't know, a little orange, clementine, mandarin. I don't know. What's the difference? It's a mandarin, whatever. Anyways, guys, before <laughs> we get to the score, I don't even know, dude. I have no, I'm genuinely asking because I don't know. Guys, before we get to the scores. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought Check out the Simply Bitcoin <laughs> merch so that wine does not murder me. We have dropped new merch. Uh, we've got t-shirts. we got hoodies. Scan the QR we'll code. We'll get you hats and some we'll new designs soon. Hats are coming. Right. Oh, and female and the female yeah, sizes. Female merch is coming soon too. So scan the QR code directly. It'll take you directly to Simply Bitcoin website. You can get yourself some Simply Bitcoin merch, and it's awesome. It's stylish. It literally says Bitcoin or slavery in the tag. It's badass. Anyways, all right, everybody. Wait, wait. I'm going full Nico. I'm eating on stream. All right, go for it. Go for it. First score from Elaine. Um, score: The self custody war has begun. Haha. No contact. <laughs> Opti told you it's over, Chrissy. Get a clue. Okay, very nice. Wait, wait. Igor. Is, it too, is it too much if I hit the horns after every score? I, I, I had an epiphany yesterday. <laughs> Igor, I, 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 I give the memes a real Nokia turned hardware wallet. <laughs> we can't do that. Uh, Opti's physically armed army of memers. First score. First the parasites admit there is inflation. Then they admit they're they are an information war for your mind. Then they admit they're absolutely going to enslave you. Stay regarded. Stack sats. Okay. Wow. Sick. That, oh, that's, 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 that's an air horn. That's an air horn. All right. Son of Satoshi meme score meditations by Art Marcus Aurelius. Read it. Yes, I, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. Why don't you guys promote Seed Signer? Because they don't endorse. I, we ha we've literally had Seed Signer on the show multiple times, bro. So just go look and at I, our episode. And I reference them every time I talk we about hardware wallets. We as well. literally promote like every <laughs> anyone who's pushing Bitcoin and Bitcoin only. We literally have had them on the show. Um, Kim Gage meme score. Is it just me or is Nico slowly morphing into John? <laughs> John Perhaps. Dr. Surge, meme score, a rapid stream of information bullets. Okay, okay. Harsh. Are we, uh... Are we, we got a lot in here. All right, whatever. We hit the buzzer. We're at, it's because we're out of time, bro. It's because we're out of time. It's because we're out of time. Anyways, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. Consider subscribing if you feel like we provided you value. But the number one thing you could do to push the peaceful Bitcoin revolution forward is share this content. In fact, share all Bitcoin content. Don't be exclusive. Be inclusive. Love you all. I'm your host, Nico. This is my legendary co-host, Opti. We're going to be holding it down on Twitter spaces until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our friends over at Swan Bitcoin, best place to build your Bitcoin stack. So join Opti, get on stage, and join into discussion. And uh, yeah, 
Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Opti, we'll see you tomorrow. I have to go to go do some uh, some family things. I'll make the announcement very, very soon. But Opti's going kind of. to be holding it down with uh, Mike Hobart from Bitcoin Veteran. So it's going to be a great episode. Love you all. See you guys on Monday. Opti, we'll be back tomorrow. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> you know, uh, Wednesdays throw me off. I, I I completely forgot we were going into Twitter Spaces for a moment. Anyways, anyways, what a show! I think we had a simply Bitcoin first. Nico and I need to get like a full setup. Maybe I need to get a setup so that I can do some demo merges. I'm gonna have to talk with B uh, BTC Sessions. I'm gonna have to, have to talk with Ben so that we can get some some more demos on the show without. All you guys ruining them in Telegram. I know 